for example, when we say, tell people to do this and do that, do this and do that. This is most of the uh, times happening in preaching sermons uh, in most evangelical world, especially the charismatic world. We like to tell people, do this, step out by faith, <laughs> number one. Number two, know the Lord your God. Number three, be thankful. Something of that nature. Hopefully they line up in one theme, you know. So if, but the thing is, you cannot just tell people to do this and do that. People need to be convinced why they want they should do this. And what is it that drives it? It's like physics and engineering. Engineering is applied science. Okay, but if you don't understand physics, how can you do engineering? How can you do application when you don't know the substance? What I learned so much in Reformed Theology, the seminary, now listening to all these preachers, they are good in explaining, expounding. What is it? The three questions. What is it? Why should you do that? Number three, how do you do that? All right? So there's a, this, a, this three th question is very common in Tim Keller's sermons. But I would just, but uh, you know, it's not just that. This is really important because like, you need to be captured. You need to, this something must be compelling. It must arrive in your heart. It must catch your imagination. Now that's a good word. When it catches, when it's caught your imagination, your heart is stirred. Your soul is sold out to want to do it. You, you don't have, you're motivated to do it. You don't have to say, do it because of selfishness, because of some good rewards coming out of it, but because your heart is melted. You saw the glory of God, saw the beauty of God. You understand it, your heart is moved and you want to do it. That is capture your imagination. That is like a revolution. That is how revolution starts in the world. The French Revolution. What is it that they were willing to give their life and souls to it? Because it captured the imagination. The freedom. Freedom for France. What do the communists lay down their lives for the cause? In Malaysia, for instance. Why would they do that? I have a relative who did that. Why would they do that? Communism. They gave their lives for it because it captured their imagination. They're worth fighting for, worth dying for, even. So for Christianity, for God, there's even more. We're willing to fight for it. We're willing to lay down our lives for it because there's a promise of eternal life coming and it's worthy of it. If communism is worthy of people giving their lives, they down their lives for it, what more to talk about the God of glory, the God who laid down his own life for us. There's just no, no brainer. Any heart should be melted, that's it. Preaching is to melt it. 
people's hearts. We need to give the substance to chew upon. Finally, they get it. The hearts moved. The Holy Spirit is coming to the hearts. Remember, Holy Spirit can't move until the substance for the Holy Spirit to move upon your heart. It's like Holy Spirit is like fire. Okay, the wood. The fire falls upon the wood. It burns. If there's no wood, which is the inspiration of the Word of God, there's nothing to burn. That's why we be- we believe we need the theology. We need the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm big on Calvin Castle, bringing charismatics together with Calvinism, Reformed theology. So, God bless you. We talk again. Bye.